Rob Williams, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the Knowledge Centre to talk to us today. First of all, how would you describe your first year as Chief Executive of Warchild? Um, actually, it's been a really busy year. I arrived, uh, actually, it is almost a year ago now, and the big story at the time was Syria. Warchild UK does not have projects in that region. We're mostly based in Africa. We do Afghanistan and Iraq, but Syria was a new country for us, so raised lots of issues. How do you help children in that country? Luckily, there is a sister Warchild called Warchild Holland, who are in Lebanon, and we found some funding from the UK to set up a program helping Syrian kids who had come across the border from Homs and had some very severe trauma to deal with. They had seen their parents shot in front of them. They had seen their best friends shot. Their houses had been shelled. So in my second week, we're immediately starting to try and set up some meaningful work with those children. So it's been a busy year. I guess if you're running Warchild, then every year is going to be pretty busy. But the Syrian conflict in particular has really stood out for the extent to which children are being targeted uh, by the government forces. And actually, lately there are stories about the, uh, the militias also targeting children deliberately. It's a really nasty conflict for children. I'm assuming you see quite a lot of difficult things in your role. Mm. How do you cope with that? Why I started doing this kind of work years and years ago is that I found watching pictures of famine, it was then when I was 17, on the television, really distressing. And the therapy that I uh, has found works for me is to actually get involved and do something about it. So if I am in the Congo talking to a girl who's been abducted and used as a sex slave, the fact that I'm talking to her in a hostel run by war child where she's getting an education and she's getting some therapy to deal with the trauma that she's been through, that makes it possible for me to carry on that conversation and feel like there's a good future ahead. There was a period in my career when I wasn't in the sector, when I was doing some additional training, and I found that really frustrating, that I couldn't actually go to work immediately and start doing something about it. And um, do you enjoy your current job? Uh, yes, I do I would say I love my job. It always sounds strange when you're working in my sector and you see a lot of things which really shouldn't be happening to say that you enjoy that experience, but it's that it's the empowerment you get from helping young people to overcome the problems that society has pushed their way. And what's always amazing is how young people themselves are hopeful. It's a very hopeful condition, youth. And it's very hard to stop young people looking forward to the rest of their lives. So the help that we offer, compared to what they've suffered, is pretty small, really. But it's enough for them to get over the experiences and, and move forward with some real ambition about what they want to do when they are adults and the kind of world that they want to live in. Looking at the third sector, what does the third sector have to offer for those seeking their first or even their next career? A huge amount. If you spend your life working in this sector, you will definitely get some kind of fulfillment, depending on what your interest is. The range, you know, from donkey hostels to people who research into cancer to people who go into war zones and help children. It's a great sector to work in. They won't make a lot of money, but then that's not the important thing. I think they will get an awful lot out of the experience. In my sector, which is foreign aid, there's some challenges. Uh, 
if you want to work overseas, you have to be very open to uh, cultures, to understanding them, but also to understanding the difference between what's an acceptable cultural difference and what's a practice which actually breaches the rights of the children that you're trying to help. So you need to have quite a strongly developed sense of, I wouldn't say right and wrong, but I would say international law and what countries have signed up to and be able to challenge cultural acceptance of things which are actually very damaging to children. Um, so the third sector can do that. It can lead you through that thought process. It's never a, a lazy place to work. You're always challenged with, with difficult issues. And to get into the third sector is not too hard. We're charities, right? We don't have a huge amount of money. We're always on the lookout for interns who want to, in exchange for their effort, get a lot of experience and a lot of learning. And the one really good thing about the third sector is you get a lot of experience really quickly. One of the things that I really liked about my early years was I got a lot of responsibility quite young. So at the age of 23, I'm running the finance and logistics for a million dollar project in Uganda. Three years later, I'm a country director responsible for looking after 35,000 refugees in Burundi. It all happens pretty quick if you're up for it and if you're willing to learn quickly and take the responsibility, you get it quite fast. Um, and I found that really motivating. What are the big challenges facing Warchild in the next year? Well, Warchild is growing really quickly. We are this year um, spending twice as much money as we were three years ago, which means that we need to grow as an organisation. And that, uh, it sounds exciting, but actually growth comes down to some fairly normal things like having good systems in place so that you're not trying to do everything as if it's the first time you've ever done it. We need to develop a really strong professional core of staff, which we now have, but we need to expand that every year to cope with the additional needs that we're going to be facing. And the most immediate challenge, which really has been bothering me for the last few weeks, is how on earth do we scale up our response to the Syrian crisis? Last week, we hit one million refugees. That's a real milestone in the conflict. There'll be a lot more, I think, before it's over. And it's a constant struggle for us to go and find the money that we need to go and uh, help more children than we're helping at the moment. Uh, Rob Williams, thanks very much for this interview and um, all the best for next year. Thank, Thank you. you.